You are now listening to an awesome sermon from the St. Louis Dream Center. Grab a pen and some paper. You're in for a treat. I want to give you this title called Living on Another Level. And so let's stand to our feet as is our custom as we read scriptures and begin to open up what God wants us to say or wants to say to us. Matthew, this is the scripture we've used for the whole series, but I'm going to go down to the last part. Matthew 16 and 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever doors you lock, say you lock. On earth shall be locked in heaven, and whatever doors you open, say you open. Now say I open. On earth will be open in heaven. And then out of the message Bible, it says, same scripture, but in a different version. That's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth and earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. And a no on earth is a no in heaven. And then I want to read to you this last scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, 20 and 21 out of the Amplified. Now to him who, by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. Well, Father, I thank you right now that your spirit is already here. The anointing is on your word and it is on me to deliver this word. So, Father, in this moment, I ask that you would open blind eyes, unstop deaf ears spiritually. Allow us to hear what you're saying to us, your church. Now, not to the rest of the world. What you're saying to us as Christ followers and how we can live on another level. In Jesus' name, amen. So, there's this movie, it's an old movie, not so old, maybe eight years, called Vantage Point. And the vantage, the, the theme of the movie is that there was a crime that took place And there were eight different vantage points of the crime. And because there were eight different vantage points, they interviewed the eight different people. And the eight different people saw the one incident eight different ways. One incident, yet different vantage points called them to see one incident. And it's crazy if you you rent the movie and look at it. Eight different perspectives which caused them to see one incident in eight different ways. Rough week, hasn't it been? No matter what color you are, no matter what background you have, to see our city the way that it is hurts. And there are moments in, in our, our, our lives where our perspectives can only be born out of what we've experienced, the neighborhood we were raised in. 
the education that guides us. If you went to Oxford, you have a different perspective on worldview than a person who just went to Flow Valley. And when we look at what's happening in our city, we can, so we can stop and say, okay, we, eh, this is what's happening in our city. We need to do something, blah, blah, blah. But, but God is a, God is a higher vantage point person than we are. And, and what happens is when incidents happen, we lose our vantage, our perspective, and we focus on the incident while not focusing on the bigger picture. So think about what we walked through last week. Think about if you were a resident of London this morning with the 29 people that were killed. See, think about if you were a resident of Florida over the past weekend, Hurricane Irma, or, or a week before Hurricane Harvey. See, we're all walking through something. And the only thing that separates Christ followers from the rest of the world is that we have a higher vantage point than the world does. If, if, if I only look at what's in front of me, I could become disillusioned or lost. I, I could become distracted from the higher vantage point. It's different when you see something from 30 feet than when you see it from 30,000 feet. And God is a 30,000 foot God. And we are supposed to be like him. So we're supposed to be 30,000 foot people. I can't tell that by some of your Facebook posts. See, we're talking about living on another level. And when we talk about the thought of living on another level, we understand that the, the level that we live on tells us, meaning I'm living on a biblical Christian worldview of the current day's events. Now, not, not the north side worldview. Not, not, not the central west end worldview, not the south side worldview, not Miami's worldview. I'm supposed to be living life on another level. And, and, and I get it, you're mad. You're hurt. And my knee jerk reaction was the same. I want you to think that I'm perfect, because I'm not. I grew up in these streets, I know. I may not even sound like it because I got a chance to go to a different school. Don't, don't do it, baby. Don't do it. Just she looking. See, she got that thing going. You look cute today, but come on now. I grew up 10 minutes from here. I know what it's like to walk through and joke about different neighborhoods that you can't go into because you might get pulled over. But I also know I have friends and family members who are police who are doing things the right way. And for me to generalize anybody is ignorant on my behalf. 
So I'm caught in a conflict. So when I'm caught in the conflict, of, I, I, I know what I walked through as a young man, but God brought me through. I, I, I know I've got family members and friends, white and black, that serve this city with everything that they have. So since I'm in conflict, where can I go when I'm in conflict with the natural? I got to go to the supernatural. I can't focus on the black and the, the white. Listen, you can be mad at me after this is over, but I'm talking about for people that want to live on another level. If you're comfortable where you are, stay right where you are. But I know the Bible tells me that there is a life, an abundant life that God has called us to live to. There is a high life and there is a low life. And it doesn't mean that you don't hurt. And it doesn't mean that you don't question. And it doesn't mean that you don't step back for a moment and wonder. But for Christ followers, it means that before I start blurting out my opinion on Facebook, I step back and get myself right. See, some people wonder why, why, you know, why not post a lot to help or do this. I wasn't ready yet. I had to get me together first because my ultimate goal in this life is to point people to Jesus, not for an agenda. See, do you realize the thing that changes the community, the thing that changes the world is the kingdom of God, not the government, not another elected official. It is the kingdom of God. And what changes the life of our young men and our young women in our depressed communities is when they have an encounter with the almighty. So I got to put my, can I just say this? I got to put my blackness to the side. I got to put my emotional state to the side because I have a different perspective that I could make, listen, listen, hear my heart. We can make it all right for every ethnicity on the face of this earth. We could all hold hands singing kumbaya and all of everything that's wrong with us could go away. But if we don't know Jesus, what does it mean? What the Bible says, what does it mean for a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul? So as a church, we have to be, we have to be kingdom minded enough to stay on that next level, but compassionate enough to understand everybody isn't there. See, this isn't you being so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good, that you super spiritualize everything and you're not, you're not compassionate with the person who is hurting because they've experienced something that this triggers. This isn't that kind of gospel because the gospel that Jesus preached is the gospel that elevated minds but yet came down to the human condition. If that wouldn't have been the case, he would have never had to come in the flesh, live on the earth 33 and a half years and die on the cross. He could have just came from heaven, came directly to the cross as a grown-up, died, and salvation would have come. But God is 
so understanding of the human condition that he said, when I have Jesus come, he's going to come as a baby and he's going to know what it's like to be three, to be seven, to be nine, to be 20, to be 25. And as a Jew in a Roman culture, he's going to know what it feels like to be ridiculed and put down and looked down. He's going to know the whole experience so that when he sells, when he tells us to live at another level, he's not talking from a lack of experience. See, I know, I get it. You think you're the only one. Do you know that those things existed during Jewish time? That they were under Roman control? And under Roman control, there were still thoughts of thinking that people may have been less than or better than? God wanted him to have the whole, whole experience so, so he could equate to what it's like to be white and black and Hispanic, Puerto Rican, Asian. He had the full human experience. So when he tells us things like, through Paul, five, Ephesians 5, 15 and 17, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those that are wise, making most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. You have to understand what the Lord wants you to do. And and it's, listen, if you want to walk on a different level, if you want to live on a different level, you've got to satisfy this one thought that I am going to live the way God wants me to. Not the way I want to, but the way God wants me to live. And if God's standard conflicts with my old way of thinking, then I don't need to tell God to change. I need to change. But that's only for those who want to live on the next level. See, because God is looking to manifest his kingdom through his people. And you heard me say it again, say it before. God isn't coming down and doing this stuff. He's doing it through us. He's doing it through us. He's manifesting himself through us. And he tells us in Matthew 16 and 19, hey, 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 listen, I'm giving you keys to the Porsche, to the Ferrari, to the earth. It's yours. See, I got heaven on lock. I kicked the devil out and all of his angels. But I, in that moment in the garden, I gave you authority and dominion in the earth. So even though sin exists in the earth, when I sent my son to die on that cross, I restored Eden-like order to the people that believe me. Ah, okay, I, I get it. I get it. I just stepped off the stage and fell down. He says, I've given you the authority and dominion. See, when he says he's given us the keys, the word keys in Greek means authority. So what is it in your life that you don't like? What is it in your city that you don't like? What is it on your street or your block that you don't like? While you're praying and asking God to do something, God's like, hey, listen, I gave you my authority. You can do something. 
But see, we've never, because we, we don't think like that, we've not been taught like that. We sit back and we wait. Hopefully something will happen. Hopefully they'll elect the right president. Hopefully they'll elect the right mayor. Hopefully they'll elect the right alderman. It's like, no. You are the mayor on your block. You can speak to mountains and mountains will be removed. You can speak to the drug dealers on the street and they'll move out if you have the faith to believe it. I know I sound like a crazy man, but that's all right because this is what the word teaches. See, we are a supernatural church with a supernatural God. And our God isn't barely enough. He's more than enough. He is a more than enough God. And when he has a group of people who will stand and believe him and stand on his word and confess his word and don't come off of that word till that word comes to pass, he says, I can't do anything but move on their behalf. But as long as we're sitting back, getting our feel of if loving you is wrong. I'm not telling you not to watch it, but what are you filling yourself with? What you fill yourself with is what you believe. And what you believe is what you say. And what you say is what you'll see. And, and this, this scripture is speaking to us and it says, in Ephesians it says, now unto him who? In the King James is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above that which we ask or think. But, but I love the Amplified Version because it says, now unto him who is able to do, to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. The word superabundantly means exceedingly or excessively abundant, more than sufficient and excessive. So our God is the type of God that does things that's more than sufficient. All he needs is faith. All he needs is a group of people that will believe in him and stand and be willing to get off of their seats. Back in the old day, I would have said pews, but get off of our seats, stand up. And decide we want to be the change that we want to see in every environment that we go into. I'll tell you how super abundantly our God is. So a couple of, I think this was about a year ago, uh, me and Ange were looking to buy a house. And we were coming up to the end of our lease. And they told us that, you know, you got to turn in 90 days notice before the lease is up. And so we're like, whew, we haven't even got approved for the house or anything yet. We had not even found the house yet. But we're like, what do you want us to do, God? Turn in the 90 days. So we turned the 90 days in, didn't know where we were going to live, didn't know what we were going to do. We go through this whole process, get to the end of the process, and they tell us that the house that we've been looking at this whole time, we don't qualify for. That debt to income ratio was off. But they did, we've been thinking the whole time that it was on. And so we're sitting there, we're making provision. We look at apartments, look at other places, but we didn't have peace about any place. All we had peace about was going after this house. And God reminded me of that word that he gave me when we moved to Chicago. That no one who leaves father, mother, children, family, or land shall fail to, it says, fail to be repaid a hundredfold in this life and the one to come. 
And so I'm like, okay, God, we're going to keep me moving forward since you're pulling this this way. So this is how crazy it was. We, we, they said we didn't qualify for the house. We didn't know what to do. Our lease was now up. We packed all of our stuff into a U-Haul. Parked it at the end of my in-law's driveway, not knowing where we're going to live, just knowing God told us to go. And when day one went by nothing, day three went by nothing, that thing sat there for seven days, all of our belongings at the corner of a cul-de-sac, and we had no paperwork telling us anything. All we had was the word of God. And the house, they said the house was, it cost too much for us to afford. But I came to tell you that on June 7th, we signed that mortgage, moved into that house. And what we saw was we saw a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above. My God, we couldn't get past the first process. So they took our loan and sent it all the way up to the president. That never happens. When you're denied, you're denied. But my God is the God of the supernatural. They sent that thing up. President came back, signed on it, and approved it. We call this our miracle house. We're in a house that the world said we couldn't afford, that we couldn't be in, but my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. But you know what? It took us taking his word, stepping out in faith, and watching him do the supernatural. What am I saying to you today? You want to see change in this community? We serve a God that is able to do anything and everything above. He's a supernatural God. And all he's waiting is for people as crazy as me and Ange were to step on that word and go with it until, until we see it come to pass. Today, We got kids in children's ministry and youth ministry that need to see something different. You have what they need. Stop just sitting here on Sunday mornings. Take today as an opportunity to pour into those kids and serve in studio and serve in the youth ministry. Take this as an opportunity to to serve in the pantry or DC cafe so you can help other people live on the next level. Today, God wants to do this in and through you. But I'll tell you this, the decision to go after that house was preceded by a bigger decision that me and Ange made even before we got together. That God, for you I live, and for you I die. And if I die doing what you told me to do, then that's what it is. Because life isn't really worth living until you have something that you're willing to give your life for. Didn't you enjoy that word? If you live in the St. Louis area or ever plan to visit, we'd love for you to join us at one of our services at 4324 Margareta at either our 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. services. Be blessed. We hope to worship with you soon.